1: 6.5% was it? Is, is that what the current odds are of the Stanley Cup? Well, and you, if you look at the round-by-round round progression, the Stanley Cup favorite uh-huh. is the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Like, what a time to be alive! I- Talking you through every goalie controversy, scoring slump, and draft lottery bust, this is the C4 Podcast on CanucksHockeyBlog.com. Here they are, the best starting lineup we could afford under the salary cap. Chris, Matt, Anna, and Adam.
1: Welcome to another episode of the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast, brought to you by the Full Press Coverage Network and CanucksHockeyBlog.com. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by the ever-organized, ever-efficient, always on top of everything C4, Anna Forsyth at A4SYTH03. Welcome, Anna.
2: Thanks, Chris. You always know how to pump my tires
1: hey i do even I if
2: can. it's full of hot air like i still appreciate it
1: <laughs> uh yeah well i'm i'm no tim thomas here i'm all about the tire pumping
2: yep just to give everyone a peek behind the curtain we just spend the first like 15 minutes of our call just ranting about our day jobs. so you know a little therapy yeah. session pre-podcast recording
1: yeah although you know your your day job is a permanent day job correct yes yeah see <laughs> i i maybe maybe I, I rant less if if i had one of those permanent uh, fancy permanent
2: schmancy jobs. permanent jobs yeah yeah so
1: yeah but uh but no, we're not here to rant about work. Well, we're here to about to rant about the Vancouver Canucks, and sometimes it's feeling like the Vancouver Canucks are work, but hey, <laughs> this is the longest running best mediocre Canucks podcast for a reason. Um, I thought before we actually get into the main show where we actually, you know, talk about stuff that's related to the team, I thought we could take a moment to talk a little bit about the podcast. Let's do it. I know springing this on you. Um First of all, I mean, we, we sort of, you know, let the cat out of the bag last episode, which was two weeks ago. Uh, We're going to have sort of some updating branding. We're not quite ready to have it updated yet. And that's just because, you know, lots of stuff, make a big event. I'm aiming to have it for like the first game of the season for like us to be ready, but who knows, maybe it'll be like January 1st. And you might be saying, Hey, Chris, I distinctly remember you and Anna talking about this like last season and you would be absolutely (laughs) correct.
2: Yeah, we're mediocre for a reason. We're slow. And yeah, like if you came to the event, you know we have a logo already. Like that's done.
1: Which we did we didn't have that a year no, ago. We let's did let's not. be clear, very clear.
2: So yeah. logo is ready to go, but there's a few complimentary pieces, um like yeah. us as a podcast that we wanna be new and improved whilst remaining mediocre. Um hashtag playoffs pod, whatever we <laughs> choose to be
1: within like the first couple of weeks of the season where we lay it all on the line. And this is what we are. Um, uh, podcast update number two. Um, if you happen to be a patron of our show, one of our longer supporters, shorter term supporters, just a supporter of C4, you've known that we have paused, uh, your patronage all summer long. We've paused it again for the month of October. Uh, the way things are trending, we think, we'll probably stop the supporting of the podcast through Patreon, which is what we've been using over the how many ever years we've had it available, uh, shift to another platform. There are reasons behind this, uh, but uh, functionally we want to make it easier for you to support our show when you feel that you can. Um, I know some of the things that people have said in the past is with Patreon. Uh, there's obviously currency issues that can come into play um, because we have to actually select the currency. And in the past we couldn't. So all of our Canadian listeners were having to pay us funds, which then goes up in cost. When you go with the exchange rate, it's never an actual amount you can sort of budget yeah, for exactly. um, like, there's just so many things. And then as far as the experience um, I think there are better ways for us to, to give you sort of the, the value adds that, that patron provides. On that note, um, we're probably going to rejig what sort of support means with the show. Um, sort of what you get. Just, let's be honest. Uh, pandemic really threw a wrench in our ability to go in and and provide you all the bonus content. And I, I I really feel bad that we we haven't been able to sort of meet our end of that bargain.
2: Yeah. So the ultimate goal is to provide those who wish to support us with the most value. So we were feeling the last couple of months that that wasn't the case. So we want to make sure that happens again. And yeah, we're figuring out the best way to do that.
1: Yeah. And I do want to acknowledge, you know, a number of you, when I had sort of mentioned that we were pausing patronage about a month ago, sort of extending it like, no, oh, no, no, turn it on. I don't mind paying. And like, I, I truly appreciate that support and that commitment. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, um, you know, what can we provide in turn that provides fair value? I mean, yeah. it's a, we don't take this community for granted and, um, you know, I don't think it's right that, uh, that someone were to go in and, and be billed, uh, without that opportunity. That's where I think sort of some newer options might provide the ability to create some level of flexibility. So like, you know, one-off commitments, monthly commitments, what have you update number three, this is actually to do with uh, fantasy hockey. Um, shout out to Nexus reached out to me, said, Hey, we should probably get something going. Can you send a ping? I'm like, certainly that ping has been sent in C4 discord. Um, I'm going to be very transparent. I hate fantasy hockey just because it's, it's far too intelligent for the likes of me. So I am the last person, um, who should be left with the opportunity to manage, a fantasy league. Cause I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Um, and with sort of everything that's going on, I was hoping that someone from the community might be able to step up. I know in the past Jay has sort of as the commissioner, but whomever it might be, we'll get them set up. We'll do what the heck we can to, to get everyone involved. But if you happen to be interested in fantasy hockey and you would love to be part of the C4 fantasy hockey pool, but you don't happen to be a member of C4 discord, first of all, join it. Discord.io slash c4podcast. What are you
2: doing?
1: But if for some reason that cannot be done, um, you'll want to reach out to to us. Uh, Reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, Reach out to us on email. Um, If you send an email to the c4podcast at gmail.com, it comes our way. Um, If you go to, I don't know, our uh, voicemail, leave us a voice note. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. like, hey, I mean, there's like, all sorts of different ways to say I'm interested.
2: Yeah. But we check and our DMs. On,
1: also C4 Podcast.
2: Um, Twitter and Facebook. So, um. yeah,
1: Anna and I slide into each other's DMs all the time. So just join us.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. But anyhow, that's a whole lot of stuff out, uh, out of the way. And uh, one final note guess what, Anna? We're going to be back with a new episode next week.
2: Oh, my God, are we? No, I need that. We are. <laughs> I need that one.
1: You, you know, you, you know, you know what that means is if we're back next week, we're back to our weekly episode cadence with a hitch because while we're back next week, we are going back to our long sort of, you know, forgotten don't expect an episode on a week where there's a holiday Monday.
2: Yes. So next so week means, we'll be there next the week after we will not.
1: Correct. Thanksgiving uh, holiday here in Canada. Uh, so we're going to be taking uh, that uh, that Monday, which I think is the 10th off. Mm-hmm, correct. And all the, you know, all the greatest things will have occurred at that point in time. JT Miller will have been traded. <laughs> wow. um, okay, I'm being facetious. We're going to get into sort of, you know, stuff uh, later on. But, uh, but yeah. Anywho, uh, enough of that. Let's actually start talking about the Vancouver Canucks. So when we last recorded uh the Vancouver Canucks were were looking ahead towards uh young stars tourney yeah um preseason yeah and here we are recording an episode after the first preseason split squad game took place Vancouver and the flames and uh, each other's cities um and lots of sort of occurred um like for instance um you know, the as you would notice the Brockenaissance got going. And now it it's getting going. Yeah.
2: And now it's on pause.
1: Yeah, third day of training camp, Brock Besser um essentially I don't know, it was a wrist injury and I was gonna say busts his wrist, but that might be doing a disservice because I do know he had surgery. So, and it was successful. So
2: hopefully it is fixed. Um yeah, yes. it was a little sauce when Bruce was saying, Oh yeah. This was planned that Brock was never going to take part um, in these games. He was always going to have a maintenance day the last, like, day of camp. So nothing's changed there. Like, we're still resting him.
1: Yeah, totally. Resting him for three to four weeks longer.
2: (laughs) So I've got my positive pants on. Um, Three, like, it's three weeks until the season starts. Right? Right.
1: Yeah, but this is also, you know, three weeks of well, he'll be able to get his conditioning yeah, he and can skate the lack still. of Yeah, but like
2: Yeah, he won't have his hands.
1: gone are the days yeah. where that was the purpose of training camp.
2: No, and at least he did something in training camp. But do I think he'll be ready to go in three weeks, even if his wrist is healed? Yeah, maybe not. But I still believe, like, you know, he made the 30-goal claim. He's like, this is my year. And I was like, I knew that already. But I can't remember who tweeted this today, maybe JPAP, but saying, oh, yeah, let's not, like, put that off the table just yet. And I was like, well, I'd hope not. He's going to miss a couple of games. If that's enough to derail his whole season, I'd worry.
1: Yeah. I Well, I don't think it's enough to derail his whole season, but he's also a sniper yes and historically wrist injuries not the best type of injury for you know shoot first players
2: yes and we know that pd's struggled with a wrist injury in the past he's gonna be fully healthy this year fingers crossed um but yeah we don't want it to be this recurring thing so i almost want him to you know take at least the four weeks to recover, and then just play when it's strong enough, and not play when it's almost there. You know that's going to do us no favors.
1: No. Um, the other thing to consider, though, is that if there was an, a need to miss time with an injury, maybe now is right. it. The Vancouver exactly. Canucks historically have a slow start. I'm okay if they have a slow start to start of the season. I say that, but really am I? I don't know. Um but when is it that they'll be leaning much more heavily on on Besser? Well, as they sort of transition into the you know, start of the season, so out of uh, October, November into the, the meet meat of December and as the uh, team starts to push for the playoffs, which on that note, uh, apparently uh, sports action here in BC has the Vancouver Canucks making the playoffs. Yep. So. I
2: mean, we knew it, right? That's what we said last week or two weeks ago. Two, um, two weeks ago. We, have, mm-hmm. we really weren't convincing, I don't think. But again, I think, yes, if I had to add a push commit, I'd say yes, they make the playoffs just. But there's a lot of big ifs in there. Mm-hmm. And one, yeah, is the reconnaissance actually
1: yeah. happening. Well, they the Canucks need a brakonessence to to actually happen to be successful. Unless JT Miller becomes, you know, a uh, hundred and fifty goal scorer.
2: Yeah, or just be like.
1: Actually, no. Let me walk that back. Not one hundred and fifty goals. One hundred and fifty points. Yeah, one hundred and fifty goals is just <laughs> that maybe was a wild, few
2: too One hundred and fifty points yeah, achievable. That's what I'm all about.
1: Hot take, Chris. Or
2: hundred points by the trade deadline.
1: <laughs> just in time. Mm-hmm. Just in time. Um, well, what else is, uh, you know, come out of camp? Actually, before we, we talk about sort of the camp stories, I just want to talk about the Mikheyev injury. Um,
2: yeah, um, I was writing, I think I wrote Mikheyev hit in our notes or something somewhere because I wasn't sure if it was actually an injury, but he's not skating today. They're evaluating. So,
1: and you know, when you watch the slow-mo of sort of the, the hit, it's a whole lot of awkward into the ice like uh, limbs are going directions they're generally not intended to all go it wasn't like you know the the stereotypical you know downhill skier type uh you know flail like that's when it's like oh that's bad eh, not that bad but still not that good no, and it's it it's unfortunate because You know, the Canucks are relying on a player like Mikheyev to turn their fortunes, to become more consistent. I don't want to say turn them around because if we look at last season, they were pretty darn good without him. But
2: But yes, and I think he's kind of key to then, not new style, but like he's a fast player. They want to play faster hockey. True. And if you don't have Brock... How are you remaking this team? Mm, anyway. Yeah. Depth. There you go. Which? Including Niels Hoglander. Is that what you go? Well, I was going
1: to say that's exactly to segue Thank when you God. have depth and a player like Niels Hoglander playing on the fifth line. Because the fifth line gets a lot of ice time <laughs> in the NHL, I'm told.
2: Yeah, I only think Knox um, would have like a fifth line crisis going into.
1: Well, I, I want to say it was a Cam Robinson or Grady Sass or someone like they had been talking about how Niels Holglander. Yeah, he did quite well last season. But if you look at him, he's the type of player that you would love to have in Abbotsford to develop and grow, get some seasoning that you would be bringing up in situations such as these where he the Vancouver Canucks in their absence of actual, you know, whatever you want to call it. Had him in a role that maybe was wasn't the best for him. But then the other side of that, uh, argument is that you know, the kid, you know, won himself the job and did what he could to keep it ish. Yeah. Cause not of the two coaches. Mm, yeah. There was a, dis- you know, discrepancy in interpretation.
2: Yeah. The sophomore film is definitely real with Niels Hoggelander. Um, does seem like he did look good in camp even if he was on the fifth line looking in. Um, I think the th- thing is g- going to be that he's a top nine player, and I'm not saying by that that he absolutely has to be on the top three lines. It's just he's not a fourth-line player.
1: You, you you heard it here first, <laughs> top nine.
2: But yeah, certainly has a much better shot than he did you know, yesterday or –
1: Oh, so now I understand, because you, you've referred to pairs as being the lines. True. So that makes sense. He's a top nine player. He's just on the fifth line of the pairs.
2: <laughs> That's true, actually. Let's see, pretend see? I meant that.
1: Big wrinkly brain stuff right But here. yeah,
2: I would love to see Nils Hoglander succeed again. Um, do we read into the fact that he got sent to Calgary? Like, maybe Bruce has seen enough. He's already decided. He's definitely a top nine player. <laughs> Don't need to have a look at him again um yeah i honestly think it's still in the it's weird to say of a player in their third year being in the audition phase but it does seem like it's gonna be really key in deciding his future whether he can do that top nine role but yeah i I do think he is more in line with that fast um, shoot first hockey that they want to play than a few other players that they could call up to fill those spots.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to actually ask you something here about the whole uh, sent to Calgary has had enough to to see. So based based on Anna's uh, assertion here that if you got sent to to Calgary you're you're no longer yeah. on the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that's. That's gonna suck here. Let's see. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, everyone who was in Calgary here. You're being cut. Pack your bags. Uh,
2: well, um, uh, yeah, I have the team lineup. Michael D.
1: Pietro. Here. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that
2: Jason Dickinson. Kind of makes sense.
1: Okay, that's that's Lizard, true. That's true here.
2: Hoglander. Team stats. Chase Waters, not Wooters or whoever. The like
1: actually okay. I'm Ah, oh, I think you're right.
2: Like it's not, it's not crazy. Is it? There's Neil how no, no, is the biggest player well, that went followed by Jason Dickinson and Curtis Lazar. Like.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I see. I, I, I will admit I had not paid close attention to who was going to Calgary. I, I actually was of the belief that there was a true sort of split where they had, they had sent some of the, you know, I don't know what you'd call them vets. Uh, uh, locks or whatever you want to say to calgary um they sent absolutely no one
2: yeah, like the if jason dickinson makes this roster it's because of his salary right and no other mm-hmm. reason like not saying that he doesn't deserve to be on a nhl team it's a push to put him on this nhl team even in a full-line role if Curtis Lazar like he might get a look but I think probably not pre-injury What's happening like I actually quite like Curtis Lazar I've liked the way he's played in camp and scrimmages but
1: well and he, he, definitely I mean, he was definitely not a lot right he, no but he was brought in with that like in mind oh yeah like, sure. I, I think Lazar will be upstairs
2: will be upstairs most either in the yeah, press I mean, box or at the club Yes.
1: big upstairs Ex- upstairs 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 or you know was it up up the valley uh no it'll be upstairs not up the valley up know. the valley into the Fraser, valley. Oh, I see. Up the Fraser.
2: Literal valley okay
1: cool yes 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 no um yeah okay I am I am now blown away pack your stuff Niels you're going to Abbotsford um you know
2: I think yeah, by the way, I do think House makes the team and so does Jason Dickinson probably, but neither of them fill well, me with excitement, right? Of like oh I'm so excited for them to play with the team.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean you're you're you've got a, a two point six five Jag mm-hmm. and a actually Curtis at a million is, yeah, he's is very a very reasonable number. Right?
2: Like he's a Jag and he's yeah, paid, that's, paid like one. That's,
1: that's some good money. I, I, You know what? I like Curtis. He makes good money.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: it's good money to you and I. It's probably not good <laughs> money in the NHL. There's also that blip <laughs> of playing for Boston, but, you know,
2: no one's perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: Eh. True. Oh, man. Um, and you noted here, Manko is showing promise. I actually don't know anything about uh, how he has uh, performed over the course of camp.
2: Well, I mean again unless you were there didn't
1: go to calgary so i mean that's (laughs) a good thing
2: um we've only seen you know clips and we've seen like parts of scrimmages, so it's not like we can tell that much but considering you know it's khl player lots of buzz but we haven't seen any you know of his play yet so from what I have seen, which is not a lot, I was pleased by it. And as I've also mentioned, it's very cute little budding bromance between him and Pod Colson, so I'm enjoying that.
1: Well, and I've, I've, I've seen Kazmanko and Pod Colson um, take interviews. Um, yeah. And they are endearing themselves to Vancouver Canucks fans. If anything, the kids seem genuinely stoked to be part of the canucks organization
2: yeah and it's kind of really great to see pod and as a leader like when he was this shy well i mean he's, kid who barely spoke he's the gr- English. grizzled yeah. vet now yeah
1: right uh you know what's his uh you know favorite thing in canada bruce there it yeah. is wasn't it I, yeah <laughs> or like I think or, I can't remember what the, the question was, but you know, it was supposed to be like a one word answer and he's like, Bruce, there it is in English.
2: Oh yeah. That was, it was his favorite word in English. I think yeah, I might is. have asked him that actually.
1: Hmm.
2: I think that has some fun questions. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I've enjoyed watching him for sure, but would like to see more.
1: Um, as far as prospects, I'm mean, Brady keeper. Is he still a prospect?
2: Sure, because he lost a whole, he was. I,
1: I know, but that like, I'm not, I, 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 mean, I get that there's maybe less that we know about him. And I completely understand his broken leg scuttled an entire season, mm-hmm. which is genuinely not the case. Like the argument is that breaking your leg is better than spraining your ankle right? because with a break. You put the pieces back together, six to eight weeks, you're back on the ice. Whereas a spring could be like, oh, we don't know how long it'll take to sort itself out. But in the case of, of Brady, he was, he got what? A couple games at the end of the season, I think.
2: i not, was that even true? I don't even remember.
1: I, I remember he was skating near the yeah, end of the season. Yeah, no, for
2: sure. I'm trying to remember if he actually but, played a game. But honestly, like Brady Keeper, Even if you take away, like, how he actually plays, which is, by the way, he plays, like, you kind of expect someone like that to play, like, tough and battles hard. But he is such a good story. Like, he's a great indigenous role model and Mm -hmm. his indigenous community is really important to him and he talks about it a lot. That's the key part, too. Talks about it a lot. Like, brings that up in almost every answer or at least every interview which I think is really important because hockey players don't talk a lot. Um, so, yeah, and him coming back from this injury is, yeah, really inspirational. So I really hope he does well um, in Abbotsford and maybe for the Canucks, the other Canucks.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Abbotsford, uh, I mean, there's probably quite a few that you saw that are, are giving you some level of of excitement to be uh, watching out there in the Valley.
2: Yes. Deep um, Baines, second leading scorer in the dub last year, local kid. Um, but yeah, from we've obviously, see, I think he was, was he might top or there was a coach that was working with him. That was my top. So we saw a little bit more of him than maybe other players, but he really yeah. seems receptive and uh, learning a lot. So and again he's a great interview, he talks about representing his community, which is very cool. So yeah, I am excited to see his game translate to the pro game and see if he translates as well as Tristan Nielsen, his former teammate, who very easily stepped in from the Giants to the Canucks last year. So And he got um I didn't actually hear what they said in the intermission yesterday, but they were talking about nielsen ratings because that's a great pun so
1: so so what's what's nielsen's nielsen rating
2: yeah exactly the, uh, i don't even such
1: and such score at the such and such uh demographic
2: yeah i was gonna say i don't even know how nielsen rating would work so <laughs> like i know what they're called um... but i don't know how they would
1: really- okay I mean historically you actually had a device that was connected to your TV that sort of right m- m- lower your radio and measured the time tuned to a particular frequency um, in the more modern era it's now more diarine, um based you 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 log right. time um and sort of what you're doing and and what have you but um but yeah I mean it's 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 market research.
2: Yes. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: Because everyone tuned in to hear all, all that explanation.
2: <laughs> hey, I wanted to know.
1: Oh, um, you know, uh, looking at, uh, actually, I was just reading the Kex, the uh, you know, roster update announcement, which, you know, four o'clock on a, uh, well, at the end of the day, because there's, you still bury the the bad news in the news cycle. Um, Yushiro Hirano, uh, his, uh, professional tryout, uh, contract has been released and he's going to Abbotsford, mm-hmm. uh, Chad Neitchick going to Abbotsford as well. He was on an ATO, um, Matt Anderson, Dylan McPherson, peace be with the two of you. Your PTOs are done. Uh, Cole Shepard, your amateur tryout done. Peace be with you. And then Connor Locker, Ty Young and Kirill Kudreyitsev. They're all going back to their juniors team junior teams. Oh.
2: Yeah. I mean, n- nothing shocking in there, right? Um, Cole Shepard played in the game last night. I was, he looks like an even younger version of, um, Will Lockwood, which is kind of terrifying. Cause Will Lockwood looks like a baby. Um, he didn't seem all that great. He's just not ready, you know, and same to be said of the junior players, right? Those are, I think they're all this year drafted. Correct. Is that correct? Oh no, Connor Lockhart was the year before, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know,
1: the junior players, like they, I don't believe can even play in the A. And if you're not going to play them on your main roster, yeah, get them back. to So
2: it's all about the experience their of their first teams. training camp. Um, I don't know who Dylan McPherson is, so obviously didn't make a great like huge impression. Matt Anderson sounds vaguely familiar, but. Again, I I, I
1: would not even tell you who they are because I haven't There's, a clue. Here, Yashiro uh, Hirano me...
2: is like you. You look him up. I'll talk about Yashiro Hirano because I love that guy. Um, he had a great start to his AHL career, has maybe waned off a little bit. Um, but he is another person that's so hard not to like. First Japanese-born player in the A. Um, I have a co-worker who is Japanese-Canadian, and she was very surprised that Japanese hockey players existed. And I said, well, they don't really. But, Aww. well, I just mean he's, like, special, right? That he's one of the few. Um, but he kept a sort of running log of his experience at training camp and how much he was learning from Bruce and everything like that. And my friend translated it for me. And, yeah, he's just very enduring. So, I think he learns a lot. He's definitely not ready for the NHL.
1: Well, I mean, he's, he's a young kid. Like, yeah, he's got a couple of, uh, well, a couple of seasons. I was going to say a season um, out of the A, a couple of seasons out of the E. Um,
2: yeah, he's... Like, he's older than you think he is, as in older than he looks.
1: Well, he's – yeah, he's 27.
2: He's 27, but he's, in terms of experience, pretty young. But, yeah, with a bit more seizing, he could do a job, but I don't think he's ever going to be a, you know, a run-of-the-mill, everyday NHL player. But he is, yeah, as I say, hard not to like and a good depth player in Abbey, so –
1: so, um, Dylan McPherson. Oh yes, uh, had please. Some difficulty uh, trying to <laughs> locate uh, him. <laughs> um, so he he's been primarily in the ECHL, playing for um, uh, some interesting teams. Um, uh, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits played for the Greenville Swamp, Swamp Rabbits. Rabbits, but but then the last two seasons. Has been playing for the Wheeling Nailers. Like Wheeling? Yeah. Nailers. Mm-hmm. Great team name. Captain of the Wheeling Nailers last season.
2: Is Wheeling a place?
1: I don't know where Wheeling is. And I'm I'm not trying to be, <laughs> you know, aloof. But I honestly do not know.
2: Uh, they're in West Virginia. West Virginia? The
1: Wheeling. Wheeling, West Virginia.
2: Wow. They have some <laughs> crazy place names. I do enjoy this one, rabbits so, a lot, I have to say.
1: Uh, the Wheeling Nailers, okay, their logo mm-hmm. is like three X's, two of the X's, well, all three of them really have nails going through like the X.
2: Sure.
1: Um, and then there's like a math, like it, it's actually not a horrible logo. And if you sort of picture, it be like a blend between, I don't know, Las Vegas and Chicago, maybe. Um, Okay. Trying to look through here if there's any other n- names I recognize that uh, play on this team. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh's EPHL team, I
2: guess.
1: Yeah. And then uh who is the uh, the other one that uh, the Canucks um, sent down, uh,
2: I think I found him on HockeyDB him because his name is Matt Anderson. So really not that uh, easy okay. to find. But Just going by the age range, um, I'm guessing it's this one. Um, And he comes from University of Minnesota Duluth, but he spent five games last year in the ECHL with the South Carolina Stingrays.
1: Hmm. You know, some of the the, the team names in the ECHL, they're great.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the now defunct Macon Whippy.
1: They're defunct?
2: Yeah, they haven't been around in a while, but I do have a Make and Whoopi um T shirt. Oh, I,
1: I didn't I didn't realize that. I because I, I, I remember we've had this conversation how you like Make and Whoopi and I, I also love like, Make and Whoopi. Who doesn't?
2: Make and Whoopi now defunct. They haven't been around since
1: two thousand one. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know that's unfortunate? <laughs> Make oh, and whoopie just
2: miss? they aren't you don't see them as much as that you used to. Making Whoopie used to be
1: uh,
2: all the rage, you know?
1: Yeah, until it became now defunct. Making Whoopie must have been in a relationship <laughs> long-term. Oh, gosh. This is this podcast is just going it's completely like the out the window, already. off the rails. But the season
2: yeah. hasn't started. We're allowed.
1: Yeah, true. Um, maybe we should take ourselves a short break, mm-hmm. uh, get our composure back. But you're listening to the C4 Canucks IQ Podcast, brought to you by the Full Press Coverage Network and canuckshockeyblog.com.
0: Kidding out of the game. You Un- can't hit anymore, so don't do it. The unsportsmanlike conduct, I want to get an explanation on. That. No kidding. Because how do you get suspended for unsportsmanlike
1: conduct? Plus, interference. There's no interference there. He had the puck.
0: Now, Madison never, ever did that before. Now, why did he do it? Because he was mad. Well, your early favorite for the Calder <laughs> Trophy, that's for sure. Elias Pedersen, you might even say your early favorite for the Hart Trophy.
1: Just to get back to your question, Elias is going to play plenty He heat and he's going to get a lot of power, play time, and yeah, I'm concerned about our offense. We lost 200-point players, and we've got to find a way to score. You know, I'm just looking at the notes and half full, half empty, and we kind of like
2: we covered, touched on most. Uh, we covered a lot of it. Um, so I guess we're settling on half empty, correct?
1: Yeah. Well, okay, Brock's out for a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not half full. Although you, because you, you're positive, positive and you're on. like, he, he'll be back. He will be back in time for the, you know, start of the, the regular season ish. Right. Um. Well, I mean, looking at the the schedule here, he he's not going to be back in the, in time for the, the road trip that the Vancouver nice. Canucks kick off to get their season underway. Um. I actually want to talk a little bit about that. I, I saw so many people on Twitter getting all upset. The Vancouver Canucks always go on these long road trips to start the season and it sucks. And I'm like, is that really true? Like, I do know that the Vancouver Canucks will typically go on a longer road trip earlier in the season. And I've often believed that that was the preference of the team because of the amount of travel that's involved and that it allows them to sort of reduce it throughout the, you know, later parts. I suspect there's something going on in the Raj.
2: Um, yeah, I actually haven't looked to the Rogers schedule. Um, if there's stuff happening, possibly. Um, I wonder if why people think that's the case is because of one particular season that sticks out to be recently is the 50th year. In that, like, it was the 50th season. Canucks had a new captain to announce and they still couldn't get their season opener at home. Like, did they ask and they got told no? What? I just wonder they couldn't Um, get the rush for that? Like...
1: (laughs) I suspect the team stopped asking after they got rid of Gillis.
2: Mm. You do think like the Canucks just have no sway whatsoever. Maybe they asked for that long road trip to go in the beginning of the season cuz they know they're going to have to take a really long nonsensical road trip at some point. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes you just look at the schedule and it's like going to the Midwest, then the East Coast, then back to Midwest and then <laughs> I think East Coast, and let's
1: see. what are we doing? So, looking at the schedule at the Raj, um, there is absolutely nothing going on in the arena from the 9th to the 14th. On the 15th, yeah, or sir, on the 8th, um, it's AP or App Dylan out of this world tour. Um, and in the 15th is EB, the love project. I don't know who, immediately is. followed by a rescheduled Pet Shop Boys a New World Order, the Unity True North America tour of 2022 on the 16th okay um so those there is six days and wasn't there rumors at the end of last season that blue seats had shown up in the building
2: yeah yeah but they haven't even changed the like press conference chairs are still the orca bay chairs like are they really gonna change no
1: no i mean anytime someone's like oh they're totally going to do the seats man those orca Bay sports entertainment or whatever the heck it was known as at the time yeah the fact that they won't share it changed
2: with a like very distinctive logo that looks like the recycling logo
1: yeah but uh i mean the vancouver Canucks don't get back into town and when they have their home opener against the buffalo sabers on the 22nd um and we'll have also watched the zach brown band out in the middle tour uh the night before on the 21st so
2: I bet they're going to have to like ban the players from going because I, I'm guessing a lot of players would want to go.
1: Go see Zach Brown? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, that is ban- but so up there. Ban street.
1: the players, ban the players like that would actually happen. Oh.
2: You know who's going to be there? Brandon Sutter. I bet Brandon Sutter <laughs> will be there. He doesn't need to be ready for um, the season opener. He just needs to look good in the suit.
1: Well, so, you know, you know, an event that, uh, you know, the team would have to go for team bonding to, right, it would have been uh, WWE, because they were in Vancouver. That's true. Just that this past week in the Pacific Coliseum. Bruce,
2: there it is, has already kicked off in Vancouver.
1: Yeah, with uh, Kevin Owens out there as the uh, honorary member of the Vancouver Canucks.
2: Yeah, I mean, it like, it is kind of adorable that Bruce also loves wrestling, so...
1: Oh yeah, no. It's I It's mean, not just a
2: token thing of you know, like whenever Battery Boys come to town and they're wearing that is such an old timey reference. But they are touring again. <laughs> but you know, like uh, well, they've
1: never stopped touring.
2: <laughs> like some local, some artist comes to town and wears a Canucks jersey. It's not like that. Like Kevin Owens and Bruce Woodrow like have met each other. They have a relationship. So
1: well, yeah, I mean, kind of cute. See to me the like it's when every so often you'll see someone wearing a Canucks jersey who's not in Vancouver like in a performance or something like that to me there's a story there like what's going on Mm -hmm. um but yeah like yeah when BSB comes to town and you know Kevin throws on a a jersey guess what Kevin did you know two nights before in Calgary y'all did not throw on the Canucks jersey
2: yeah there you go is Kevin a
1: backstreet boy
2: I don't
1: know there's because there's there's that sounds right um nkotbsb then as in like there it's a blur i know donnie Wahlberg's in new kids that part i know
2: are they similar times
1: i think new kids was first yeah but like the, I the, the, they're they're up the up boy new, band or kids at all whereas
2: yeah. actually boys hey. a bit i think but I they think have toured on, together
1: yeah. as the nkotbsb
2: that's too many letters
1: like my wife went oh, wow. to their concert when they were and? here you know, she's a big fan did she, she love that? It. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. She she loved it. Her she and my sister went because uh, heaven forbid I was gonna go.
2: Oh. Um. <laughs> but yeah, the key the key is um. Cannot no sweet league. They start on the road. Oh well, like they're starting in Edmonton. I think you can still get h- hyped up for a like season opener. Wednesday
1: night game. Yeah. Against the oil? And can we
2: talk about this? Um, did we already rant about the fact that every time they are playing Seattle, it's in a weekday? Like,
1: No, we haven't actually. We were talking to a friend of the show, Lisa, about this right. at the C4 and uh, Community Drink Up. I did
2: mention this on Third Line Podcast. Um,
1: <gasps> Traitor.
2: Yeah. So I was on... Although I,
1: I, I love that uh, you're getting out there and spreading the gospel.
2: <laughs> Do you mean the, the gospel of C4 or the gospel of the Mighty Ducks? Because...
1: I, you know, they're the same, are they not?
2: Well, I actually trashed the Mighty Ducks and Ted Lasso <gasps> on there.
1: My, so, Anna, Anna, Anna. But that, if
2: you haven't heard that, okay. please.
1: <laughs> That's, I'm I'm done. This show's over. I, I need a new host. Where's Matt?
2: I mean, he does at least like, like Mighty Ducks.
1: Um, he probably likes Ted Lasso. Mm, I don't know. Mm, I'd ask him, but I don't know how to get in touch with him these days. Um, He's too busy for us.
2: What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Just like the fact we're just talking about how to how you get a rivalry together. And basically, they weren't buying it. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I don't think it's there yet. But I know one way that you do it. And it's having weekend games in each other's cities. And every time Canucks go there, it's during the week.
1: But like, let's be realistic here if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan going to watch the uh, team in Seattle, you're, you're buying secondary market tickets. You're not buying them from the box office. Yeah, like that, 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 that game selling out, if, especially if it's on a weekend. So I, I, I don't think it really matters what day of the week it is. It's a tough ticket to get in the first place. It's just whether or not you'll have the uh, desire to go down. Though uh, I saw in the news today, the Amtrak trains running between Seattle and Vancouver again. So yes, the first time since the pandemic. I, I am
2: taking the train back from Bellingham Ooh. after Thanksgiving. Um. Ooh. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, yeah. like I just but, think uh, packing, like you need, you, ca- you need both sets of fans, right? You're not going to, if you're I, trying I get to it. generate a rivalry, you want Canucks fans in the building, and vice versa. But
1: maybe the NHL is not trying to manufacture a rivalry here. Well, that's stupid. Maybe, maybe that is, you know. Well, I mean, you. I think fans like Vancouver Canucks fans are much maligned, but I'm confident that a good number of Vancouver Canucks fans—I would say majority—but I can't have prove it, so I'll simply say a good number are intelligent enough to know that a rivalry is not something you simply say is just because all of the greatest rivalries that I can remember in the more modern era happened because of what happened on the ice or in each other's buildings, right? Like it is, it is built upon that, not, Hey, you're here. Like even the Calgary Edmonton Vancouver sort of you know triangle of hate that occurred in the West Coast Express era was because these were three teams competing in a division that really didn't like each other. Yeah. And it was phenomenal.
2: Yes. I agree with you, and we kind of came to that conclusion on deadline podcast that unfortunately it's probably gonna be some unsavory incident that kind of whips up the rivalry. But if you're the league um, you can't control that. You can't manufacture that. So what you can control is favorable conditions to create buzz around those okay. games. And I'm just gonna say no judgment on Seattle because every market apart from the leafs where they just don't have to try to sell tickets, eventually they're gonna, you know, have interest slightly die down and when that happens you want kind of things to perk it back mm-hmm. up. Yeah. That's just my opinion.
1: Um, but uh, just looking ahead at the Vancouver Canucks as they get into sort of the the rest of the preseason here, uh, the next uh, game is here at home against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, they are coming to Vancouver. It is a six thirty p.m. start. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the thirty minutes, though. If I had hazard a guess, it's US TV.
2: Yeah, almost certainly.
1: Uh, they then go down to Seattle uh, where they play the Kraken at 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. On a
2: weekend. <laughs>
1: uh, they're then off to Edmonton on the Monday night. Uh, we'll obviously record a show maybe after it's done. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then we can talk about sort of the rest of the games, including a Vancouver Canucks exhibition game out there. And I'm certain at the Amazon Center. So
2: Yeah. I'm yeah. like, especially as it's... Fit. Well, it's halfway through the um, preseason, but you know, somewhat like it'll count a little more, right? So it'll be kind of, you'd hope to see that a near opening night roster or at least, you know, a decent I, I, I think you'll
1: see it close from Vancouver. I don't know about Edmonton, yeah, right? Because the fact that Edmonton plays Vancouver at home will probably see the closer to opening night roster from each team. Yes respectful I agree
2: again. but it, that would be cool to see you know um, Vancouver players playing in the Abbotsford Center which I have been to it's tiny like I genuinely I've been there I genuinely think that the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird <laughs> arena is bigger
1: I can't remember the last time I went to Doug Mitchell um, I mean I've I don't think seen it the is, but...
2: play at UBC. Um, you know, um, open practice and so forth. But I don't know for sure. But yeah, it's very small. It, and despite the fact that it's only an hour, an hour and a half away, I doubt many of the Vancouver canucks flies have been there. So
1: they get to go to mm-hmm. It's right on the highway. I mean it the building's a nice little barn. and it's right next to the University College of the Fraser Valley. Or is it called the University of the Fraser Valley now? It's been so long. I
2: think it, it is there. called that. It's also right next to the highway, so super convenient.
1: Oh well, it's like boom boom and a couple of traffic circles.
2: Mm-hmm. Roundabouts.
1: Uh, well okay, in North America we call them traffic circles and I mean, call you... them what you like, you
2: can't drive them.
1: No, I was going to say <laughs> they they are they were they were single the single reason they've been introduced to north america is to drive north american drivers absolutely nuts oh
2: my god yeah because i used to work at ubc and there was two of them at ubc and no one could drive them i was the only person indicating the ubc
1: the ubc ones are so basic
2: i know but still no one's indicating i'm just like oh it's crazy it drives me crazy
1: um uh, i mean I, I the first time i had ever experienced a traffic circle was on a school trip to france and i'll be honest i'm a kid i don't drive yet and it absolutely terrified me when our bus driver sort of shot in and like what? i mean we're in a big full-on tour bus yeah. and we're going through like five lanes because they're like i don't exactly know the purpose of the lane in the middle unless you're just wanting to drive in circles for a while
2: well some people like, get was, lost was, so yeah
1: right but like it's it there's 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 a lane that you can't really exit from but you they do i mean it and it's it's like it's intricate and everyone knows what's going on could you imagine that here yeah somewhere in canada or in the united states that's oh, the thing goodness. like
2: i don't think i'm a great driver but i do know like how roundabouts work and the fact that you're supposed to move like from the inside out and you're supposed to indicate because that's why people people get stuck at roundabouts is because no one's indicating. So no one knows where they're going. So you have to wait longer. Yield, anyway.
1: yield to traffic already in the circle. I don't have to yield. They're coming from the left. I got the right away. Th- honestly, I honestly think that people in North America believe that the vehicles coming from the left-hand side are making a quote unquote left-hand turn. And because your left-hand turn is yield the right away in almost every situation, I genuinely believe people are like, that yield sign doesn't apply to me. It applies to the people turning left into me as I enter it.
2: I honestly think that North American drivers don't think about it that much.
1: Maybe I'm the one that did. Yep. But the point, the point reigns, we can't, we can't drive them. Nope. Best, best of luck, you know, next, um, you know, evolution.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: Oh man, uh, we didn't even get onto the topic of uh, the solution to the right-hand defenseman problem that the Vancouver Canucks face. But hey, you know what? You don't have a problem if you make Quinn Hughes your right hand. That's what I was defenseman. gonna
2: say. Like I wrote in the notes, is Quinn the answer? Boom. Yes.
1: <laughs> there we go. Look at that. You don't get this. You know. You know. Crack. You know. Shot analysis from any other of the 137 Vancouver Canucks podcasts that are out there. Just ours. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I maybe I should point out, if you haven't figured it out already, maybe you're a new listener. Maybe you're a longtime listener. You're like, wow, those two are having a lot of fun. I kind of want to have more fun this season. Like, Let's be honest. We've had a cu- couple rough years. We weren't having as much fun. I want to have more fun.
2: Yeah. Are you going to tell that to the team as well?
1: Yeah, they. I mean, sure. Why not? Let me Let me send Bruce a text message right now.
2: I may have, have to have use cameo
1: fun. to get his response, but, but I'll, I'll, I wonder if I could do that. Could you use, should I use cameo? Hey, Bruce, I'd like to pass on a message. Yeah. Can you share with me your answer?
2: Or <laughs> you Bruce can say that you've got a cameo for the Canucks team and it's, yeah. Have some fun, please. Um, and Yeah. Brock, come back from your wrist injury. Hey, heal quick, please. Hey,
1: if 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 any of our listeners want truly want to support the podcast, go in the cameo and get like current Canucks, former Canucks, all talking about the C Four podcast.
2: Hey, yeah, we already had a former Canuck talk about it.
1: Well, he didn't talk about the C Four podcast.
2: I think he, he did. talked about
1: Anna, the Canucks podcaster.
2: Well, he definitely said your podcast with Chris. I don't remember if he said yeah, you before. I
1: mean, you and I might have three or four podcasts.
2: <laughs> you have three or four podcasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe you're on all of them with me. How do you think the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Fight perform for them this weekend there? Huh?
2: Um, well.
1: If you said not that good, you're bang on. Oh,
2: okay. So, I should just use, like, my Canucks knowledge to go to the Titans, and it's probably
1: correct. <laughs> Boom. 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 They even made a coaching change midway through the season and there was an immediate impact.
2: There you go. Boom. I did not realize they had coaches. So.
1: Still missed the playoffs.
2: Boom. <laughs> Already learning new things.
1: Yeah. How do you think I'll do oh. on Nerdy Dadcast? You're nerdy.
2: Yeah. Different kind of nerdy from you, uh, but still nerdy. But but like not a dad.
1: you're... you're des- well, no, but desire to be a parent? Zero. Yeah, see then there's 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 going to be a distinct maybe miss there. I'm not gonna say it's hey, a complete like disqualifier. Yeah. I mean I you probably there are kids that are others that you do like. I Yeah. You know, maybe not all of them, but definitely
2: not all of them. <laughs> uh. Anyway, we're super positive for the season, as you can tell. Positive pants are on. Brock's gonna come back, it's all gonna be great
1: we were supposed to wear pants for this podcast
2: oh god please don't stand up <laughs>
1: uh, if you've reached this part of the show and you've got a problem with chris with or without pants uh the best way to tell us about it is to obviously jump into c4 discord discord also c4 podcast or you can follow us on social media we're at the c4 podcast pretty much everywhere um except for our website it's is c4podcast.com Because, you know, why be consistent? Mm -hmm. I want to say that when I I went and registered the domain way back when, someone actually had the C4podcast.com. How dare they? Which, the reason why we are the C4 podcast on social media, is c C4 podcast had been taken a long, long time ago. It was actually acquired before Clay and I had come up with the idea, let's call ourselves C4. We didn't do like the whole brand research thing because people (laughs) didn't. Neither one of us really, you know, did that type of thing. But uh, but yeah, um, if you want to drop into our voicemail, it's been so long since we had someone with a voicemail.
2: Yeah, love to play one out. And it doesn't have to be, you know, about the Canucks and the season and how you think it's going to go. That would be cool. But, you know, if you want to talk about how Mighty Darks movies are overrated. Oh, come on. <laughs> we'll also accept that
1: speakpipe.com slash c4 podcast is where you go to to drop us a, a voicemail you just go on like a computer you can do it on your phone uh, you just have to record yourself again it's all good good stuff um you can tell us how awesome ted lasso is final season will be uh coming up at some point uh, um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah. How you here we are end of the show get At us and had lots of fun
2: yeah Once again, reminder, fancy hockey, if you're interested, especially if you're interested in managing the whole shebang, let us know.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking it's also been a long time since we got a review, but you notice how we used to say, give us five out of five stars podcast sucks. That'd be okay. I was listening to, uh, I think it was dear Hank and John, um, one of the green podcasts, as you know, I listen to and the listeners Mm -hmm. talk about and uh hank green was talking about how he saw a four-star review for it was a bottle of wine or sparkling wine or something like that and it was four out of four four out of five stars and the text was as expected to me (gasps) that's a good review because if the podcast is as expected yeah that's what we're aiming for no
2: that's good i Speaking of nonsensical reviews, I did see a review for this TV show that I'm really interested in watching, and I was like, "Let me just look up a review just in case, I see what it is." And it was like, um, "absurdly funny," three stars, and I was like,
1: "Wow!" <laughs> Could you imagine what what a five star rating would get you? Like the yeah, adjective, adjective? That, to which you would need to use to just amplify absurdly funny to like the The stratosphere.
2: Yeah, and then I remembered the folly of trying to read comedy reviews. So, Uh,
1: sure. Hmm. Yeah, some people don't get it.
2: No, I mean it's just five stars. Yeah, such a subjective thing (laughs) to try and review
1: oh gosh well here we are at the end of the hour uh we've been chatting for a lot uh, of time we've talked about the connects for maybe five seven minutes something like that um we've got a, a few more games to to get out of the way before we get back together when is it we're recording next dana
2: next monday to release that's next right tuesday. so that means
1: tuesday yeah like you know the days of i mean a favor every so i was like oh yeah i remember you know you guys record monday and at like midnight i'd be refreshing my podcast app and there's the new oh, episode yeah. yeah that doesn't happen no anymore.
2: matt used to literally wait for it to upload and release like when we were still in the hot box because he never wanted to do anything
1: <laughs> yeah the post the post-production was upload mm-hmm. like i, Sorry, I, I, I think he like
2: behind the curtain
1: but like there's a reason why like every so often we'd get comments like oh i'm surprised that didn't you know hit the editing room floor and it's because there was no floor for so- edits to hit because yeah. editing was not happening Matt
2: lost his scissors
1: yes um well in fairness i don't know if they let you bring scissors into the library or at least into the hot box yeah
2: probably not
1: they saw if you, they saw you with scissors in there it'd be a whole different you can't different
2: even bring a bottle of water
1: experience <laughs> God, that box was so hot. I mean, I get it. They don't want you to have water in there because of the expensive equipment. But at least give us like air conditioning, something that like, you mean not air conditioning, air circulation.
2: Yeah, because we had like one tiny fan that we always had to turn off.
1: Because it made too much noise. Uh
2: huh. Oh, the good old days.
1: Yeah. Well, on behalf of Anna, A4603, myself, Chris at LightForce, the Canucks Hockey Blog at CanucksHockeyBlog.com on the Full Press Covered Network. Signing off this episode of the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast with We Out.